with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's an emergency pod. It's Gerald Glassman. Thanks so much for joining us right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts. In fact, I have Jamie Sweet, Yami Swoot, talking for 15 minutes. Of course, right there, Pop Culture Cosmos. So go ahead and check out what he thinks of Baldur's Gate 3, plus our state of pro wrestling right now at Pop Culture Cosmos, where we get your podcast, plus also as well, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and Game Source. Of course, the great folks at Lakerholics.com, and also as well, of course, Lakersball.com, Ox1947. You know they're talking about an Anthony Davis extension right now at Lakersball.com. But I said Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom is doing backflips somewhere in Northern California, which is very hard for a late 70s man to do. But he's doing it because Anthony Davis signed an extension, and he'll talk about what's going on with him and what's going on with the Lakers and whether or not they should put a big alongside him in the starting lineup. That's at Lakerholics.com because he's the number one Lakers blogger that's out there, along with Jamie Sweet with his Five Things article. So catch it today at Lakerholics.com. Our good friend John McCallion is also happy, probably somewhere, and maybe he'll express that on his own channel, the John McCallion channel. So go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications right there for you at the John McCallion channel. Just so great to talk to everyone out there, plus the greatest chat room that's out there right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Go ahead and subscribe today. Hit the little little BDI Joe right there, right next to the big Joe. Go ahead and do that to subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air. We're still on our way to 1,000 subscribers. Seems like this never-ending climb. Seems like the climb is getting slower, but we did get more subscribers yesterday, which we're thankful for, and we're hoping for some more. So go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. And if you do, it's most sincerely appreciated. Well, we said August 4th would be the day that the Lakers could be the first to offer Anthony Davis a up to three-year extension, and that's exactly what they did. And most people out there, I was still somewhat hesitant because, you know, there was more money left on the table had he waited this out. But he decided, based off his injury history and what the mid-30s might look like for him, to go ahead and take the safe money. And he did sign a reported three-year 186. That's right. Three-year $186 million extension, according to Adrian Wojnarowski which is different than the 167 and change that we were talking about a couple days ago. These people can never get it right. But according to what we see now, it's all dependent, again, on whether or not there's any incentives put in there and also as well what the cap will look like going forward. So I will tell you right now, as of now, what it looks like if it increases 10% annually, the salary cap does over the course of the next few years. 23-24, next season, not this upcoming season, but next season after, actually, I'm sorry, it is this next season, 40.6 million, which is 30% of the cap. 24-25, that's 43.2 million, 29% of the cap. And the early termination offer an option that's available to him or once available to him is now eliminated. So he no longer has an ETO for that year. 25, 26, it's $57.6 million, which is 35% of the cap. 
$26.27, million, which is 34% of the cap, and $27.28, which is $66.8 million, 34% of the cap, and that is based off of a 10% cap increase in the years 24, 25, and 25, 26. So again, they got it wrong a couple of days ago. I'm not exactly thrilled because I correlate that information off of you to you out there. So we all get the stuff wrong because they can't get it right in the first place. And they're supposed to be the experts. So here today to talk about the big windfall for Anthony Davis, two great guys indeed. Go ahead and first up, first man here. He's the man-man from Toronto. He gets out of Toronto traffic to wear Guns N' Roses shirt. Yes, it is the illusion right there for you. Right there, based off of one of their greatest albums. It is the magic man, Sean Grice. Sean, great to have you here. Uh, hopefully not in a November rain. So I ask you, my friend, you have Anthony Davis. Uh, he is now, I guess, committed to us, at least on paper, for the next five seasons, totaling out to $182 million if with everything falls into place. Your thoughts on this as far as it's concerned, just the quick sign, the quick offer, and the quick done deal for the Los Angeles Lakers. Take me down to Paradise City. Yes. To quote Welcome to the Jungle, hunger for what you see, take it eventually. Where the grass is green and the girls are pretty. Oh, Gerald Gerald is singing my song right there. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, we could tell a lot of stories about that. Like Gerald said, it's a gold album forever. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Use your illusion, man. Yes. Fantastic news. Yeah, Joe. Joe doesn't know what we're talking about. Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. Oh, I, right. I, I never thought I would see a Guns N' Roses concert after Axel uh, jettisoned himself, what was it, two decades ago? Oh, yeah. I was fortunate yes. enough to... For the reunion, and then I watched them at the Qualcomm, so at Qualcomm Stadium see, before they went see, down. So you saw Slash, not not Buckethead. I saw Slash. I saw everyone. Okay, nice. And of course, their old stuff ruled, and their new stuff stuck, stunk. So goes most of the way, but uh, you know what? This is great news for the Lakers because I had a feeling that he'd sign this this extension, Joe. I just wasn't. Uh, anticipating him signing it like immediately. Oh no, I, antici- I I knew this was going to happen right away. the The reason why is you have you have a season that's probably going to be one of the more important seasons you've had in a while, and you can't have any distractions. Plus, the Lakers are notorious for taking care of their stars even after they're done or are suspect of really doing the contract justice. What this is, is this is an investment beyond Anthony Davis. This is basically telling anyone out there who's ready to come to L.A. after the 2025 season, this is what we do for you. And get ready for some fireworks in the summer of 2025. Jeannie Buss is already talking about giving out statues and honoring LeBron retiring his number already. So, you know, that's... What they do, they take care of the guys, the the forefront guys, the star guys that that take care of them for periods of time, and we're seeing that now with Anthony Davis, uh, Joe. 
the thing is, though, we didn't really discuss this in great detail on our Anthony Davis extension show earlier last week. We were more worried about the numbers and the years and whether or not he would take it or he would just sit it out and wait long term for a much even bigger payoff because he would be owed a bigger payoff had he waited this out. But the question is, when it comes to those last and final years, again, when it comes to Damian Lillard, when it comes to Bradley Beal, when it comes to these guys signing these extensions, those latter years, the 25-26, the 26-27, the 27-28, when he's getting 57, 62, and 66, most likely based on the cap revenue, your thoughts, will this age well? knowing his injury history or do you have other ideas on that it'll it will if he's if 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 the lakers are able to uh, obtain a second star after lebron retires immediately after immediately after lebron retires after 2025 there's word that from rich paul that he will likely play longer but I don't know if I want a 42-year-old LeBron playing with a oft-injured Anthony Davis in 2025-2026. We have to wait to see that one, I think. But we did discuss during that show that we had a feeling that he was going to say yes to this contract and not wait it out. I, I think I do remember saying that. You guys, but yeah, I was kind of like on the fence because the you don't take it. You don't take a chance, guys. You don't take a chance on passing up hundred million. He yeah. would have been offered, right? But you don't know that if he tears an Achilles in the first you month, take here, the guaranteed money. You take the guarantee. Do not do what Neurons do well and guys like Victor Oladipo, sure, Dennis yeah. Schroeder. Yeah, Dennis Schroeder probably, believe it or not, might have been the worst one because you're. That New Orleans Noel one is pretty bad. Yeah, the New Orleans Noel is bad, but there was no reason for Dennis to think he was worth more than $84 million. That was the puzzling part about that. New Orleans Noel was betting on himself, which somewhat made sense at the time, and plenty of guys have done that and won, but you were not worth more than $84 million. I don't know why he said no to it. But anyways, Anthony Davis is – has been given the keys while LeBron is here uh, and basically saying, look, if LeBron is not here or LeBron is injured, you're our guy and you're going to be here for five years, five more years. And for the Lakers, looking at it from a business standpoint, you have Anthony Davis for five more years. So there's a marquee name that's going to be coming to the crypt every game, every season, the next five years. And more important is it's going to be a continuous identifier that the Lakers are about the stars. We are about the stars. We pay the stars. We bring the stars. Oh, and by the way, every time we do that, those stars win championships. Now, as far as statues, LeBron is one title away from having a statue outside the crypt. Anthony Davis, I don't know. I'd say he'd have to win maybe a third without LeBron. Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. But then at that point is, how much real estate are the Lakers going to have to buy just putting up statues? <laughs> From a, Is it AEG or AIG? AEG? That's the thing. Eventually, some 
there could be the possibility the Lakers could leave the crypt as well and get their own spot. If they see the Clippers flourishing at the place next to the forum, whatever they call it, I, I don't know what they call it, but they could see themselves. Has there been word on that, Gerald? Has there been talk about that? Because I haven't heard anything. As far as what? As far as them getting their own arena? The Lakers? No, uh-huh. it's just, just to speculate. Just, you know, okay, they see how the grass is greener on the other side. I mean, my gosh, the whole league is looking at Golden State at the Chase Center and seeing how much they're raking in on the Bucks there when they moved from, well, pardon the pun, moved from Oakland to San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So don't you think it that they're keeping like one eye on it? I mean, it just makes sense. I don't sound think so. They've sense. built they've you built LA so? Live. They've built LA Live around. But that they arena. don't own LA Live. I don't know if they necessarily want to. It doesn't look okay. like they want to. And okay. if 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 they do then I don't think they're going to be able to get anything in L.A. They'd have to move out of L.A. to do that, and I don't think they want to do that. What were they going to do? Go to El Segundo? Set up something in Carson? That's not L.A. They're the heart of L.A. I mean, there's a brand new and they're what, in the heart of LA. stadium in Carson. I mean, El Segundo, you they would, have their you facilities need, right there. You would need Balmer. You would need Balmer, a Balmer-type owner, to buy the Lakers. And that's NA, true. That's probably – AEG yeah. – and say, look, I want my own arena. But if Genie sells, then it might be more of a possibility. How about that? Correct. But I don't know anybody that's going to, I mean, who's going to pay $10 billion for the Lakers right now? Oh, I bet you somebody would. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I bet you somebody would. Are you serious, Joe? Uh, I would if on. I had it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would if I had it. So there you go. I mean, you have what Endeavor just bought the WWE for nine a reported nine billion dollars at this valuated now, and UFC 12 billion dollars that they bought previously. So, I mean, these individuals Dr. will buy, and it doesn't already... even have to be the Saudi money, it doesn't even have to be yeah. the Saudi money. And no, it could be someone that really just goes ahead of group. I mean, what is what was the price for the commanders that Magic bought into? Does anybody know? Six, I think it was six, six. It was yeah, six. that's for the commanders, man. What have they done yeah. in the past 30 years? <laughs> like that, well, like- what's good What's good is that Magic has talked about possibly changing the name again, which I think is a great idea. Okay. Commanders yeah. is just a terrible name. Oh, it's yeah. awful. It's awful. You can't market that name. No, no, but you could have a collector's item if they do change it. They, they might as well just go back to Washington. I can see Magic team. Man going to NFLshop.com and buying up, all, <laughs> buying up all the Commander stuff. <laughs> I got it, limited edition. I don't know why they don't bring back the the old Seminole uh, helmet. I thought that was kind of a cool thing, but I know that they want to stay away from in, 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 in the sensitive types. But yeah, Magic uh, Florida State still does it. I, I always like their helmets. I like the the arrow. I think it, they think they should adopt it. We're gonna the Washington them. Red Arrows. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I don't feel like that people have done that as much, especially with this international release. You can get it out there right now. I know you can get it out there, but it, it feels like this time last year, people have just been like, oh, you could get you the Here's cell phone copy, version you know? that was taped somewhere where it's like, you know, <laughs> shell shaky has some dude or some family that's walking right in front of you as they're finding their seat with the popcorn already in hand. No, you know, come on, that, really? yeah, that version is already available. Yeah. But I mean, like with a mono I, sound, 
there you go. Oh god, yeah, that's that's the worst part. You only get sound on the left ear, yep. not the right ear. Something like that. You can find that version already if you really want it. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Sorrow. And myself, Gerald Glasser, along with the Magic Man, Sean Grice, we're talking the extension that Anthony Davis has agreed to with the Los Angeles Lakers, taking his tenure, theoretically, on paper, for five seasons, as opposed to just one and an early termination offer. So, Magic Man, I ask you this, was it a good deal for the Lakers? We talk about great deal for Anthony Davis, great deal for the NBA, great deal for the players and getting the what is now the largest extension for this week. We, uh, we assume that somebody's going to sign a larger extension in the not too distant future at some point in time. I mean, uh, when it comes to what uh, we're going to see more players signing, I mean, it could be Luca, it could be Jason Tatum. Next one. Yeah. So, your thoughts, though, on is this a good deal for the Lakers going forward? Uh, Gerald, I think overall it is. Um, look, I, I I see more of, um, like Joe was saying, there's uh, as much as this is about on the court, it's also about optics off of it. And one of the uh founding value systems that the Lakers have is as you guys were saying taking care of their superstars and and um that's both a very personal issue to the the family and the ownership and also for optics and the way it looks Gerald the, the perception I ultimately think that this will be a good deal for both sides um I will say this um Based based off of a big man and its production, I don't. Uh, if people want to try and commensurate, uh, you know, Ed's uh, production, or maybe it's a downtick or an uptick this year, and then try and base that on uh, past performances or even in the future, I think that's a little short sighted. Um, I think this needs to be taken year by year. Uh, especially given the fact that Gerald, there is no trade clause. There is no trade clause in this contract. Um, so, it, for whatever reason, if if there if there needs to be a change, if uh, AD feels like he needs a change, or the Lakers um, want to uh, or feel that they can upgrade, then that that's also a business decision as well. So it's not as if both of these parties are coming into this situation with the with the with those intentions it's obviously the best intentions we want late uh, ad to be a laker for the remaining five years but the fa- the fact is is that there's a lot of optionality that the lakers created here and optically it looks good i think from both uh anthony's side and uh the lakers side once again it is the lakers fast break it is gerald glassford along with magic man sean grice and joe soro thanks so much for watching listening truly appreciate it uh, hi, Octane, everybody else in the chat. We truly appreciate your kind words and always your support. It really keeps us going and keeps us motivated. Uh, Kurt, Gerald, you asked what I was typing. Kudos to you. So, yeah, exactly. Who is, is is this a good deal on both sides? Magic, if I can have you turn down your volume just a little bit because you're echoing, just want to mention that to you. Joe, you heard Sean's very pointed words and very astute words. The question now is, 
is this going to be a good deal for the Lakers going forward? That's not an, a question we can answer right now. Uh, if if you're looking at representation saying right now all across the country, this is the Lakers know how to take care of their players, then yes, regardless of Anthony Davis ends up playing out the contract the way he's supposed to. But from our perspective, the stuff that matters to us, which is winning games, it's mm-hmm. it's up in the air right now. It doesn't look good right now because you already have someone who's 31 who's dealt with a lot of knickknack stuff, and that doesn't get better as you get older unless Anthony Davis starts taking some supplements that he's not supposed to and goes into another uh, workout regimen and changes his diet and all that stuff. But even then, that's not guaranteed. So if I had to give you an answer, no. This is not a good deal for the Lakers because you're giving a guy who's injury-prone, not like Steph Curry and Kawhi Leonard, but injury-prone in the sense of you never really get a full season, a most valuable player-type performance for a full season. At least you haven't yet with him. And that's why he gets most of the flack it's not because people are trying to pick on a Laker or pick on Anthony Davis. It's because Anthony Davis is right now going into his, I believe, his 12th season. I believe so. And he should have won an MVP by now with his talent. And that's you, no one can argue against that. I'm, if I was sitting next to Anthony Davis, I would have said the same thing. I said, You've, you should have won an MVP by now, uh, especially if somebody like – or Someone at least a, a defensive player of the year. Because, well, that one, he got screwed in that one. I'm sorry. 2020 was one of the worst calls on a – and I hate to say that because I love Giannis, and Giannis is a great player, but that was an absolute – that that might have been worse than Kobe not winning MVP in 2006. It was, it's just a travesty. Matter of fact, Kobe didn't even get second place in those six. LeBron was second. It's just unreal. It's unreal that, that these voters – can't understand how to vote and it, and, it, and it's always been there it's not something that that just started here in the last 10 years or even 20 years it's mvp is is if if nikola jokic can should have won three in a row anthony davis should win one damn mvp he should be able to play enough to win one damn mvp i don't uh, come on uh, anthony davis needs to do that this year honestly i think this is the year that needs to happen, honestly. Uh, it would benefit him, him and it would benefit the Lakers beyond in so many ways. And after that, it, the, the, the question to the answer is, is if, the, if, if, if the Lakers win a championship this coming season and, and, and everything goes to crap the final four years of his contract, I don't know if any of us are really going to – it's not going to hurt as bad because we got two titles out of them. But it's still during the season when we've forgotten about the titles, because you do got to turn the page at some point. It will bother us during the year. Once again, it is the Lakers Fast Break. It is Gerald Gosford along with Joe Sorrell and Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. Please subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with an emergency pod like we did now for the Anthony Davis extension, who, according to A.J. Wojnarowski and other reports, has signed above what was previously thought that he could sign for, which is still just sticking, you know, just in a bad place with me because of these, you know, analysts that tell you this is what he can sign for, this is what he can sign for. 
So two days later, he signs for something about 10 to $15 more, or 10 to $15 million more. Sean, when it comes to what you're going to have to do to build around him, the thing is not about the dollar amount. It's about the percentage of the cap, which is now going forward going to be the key. I know the regular fans out there and the common fans are going to be like, wow, $60 million, $50 million, $70 million, $75, whatever. It's about, to me, the percentage of how much that player takes off your salary cap. And again, if you go to Bobby Marks, the next two years are the times and the years that the Lakers are really going to have to go ahead and build a good team around him because of the fact that he is only owed 30 and 29% of the cap in the next two seasons. Your thoughts on this, because again, it goes up in the latter three seasons to 34 and 35, and those four to five percentage points makes a world of difference. A hundred percent, Gerald. It's it's a hundred it's a hundred percent world of difference because and you're right, that's that's the way I think most casual fans and, and most fans in general should just look at the cap now. Instead of looking at the bulky nine figure number, you should just look at the percentage of the cap that uh, either one of your max players or uh, a star is making and basically use that as more of a guide, a North, a North star, mind you, to what kind of moves your team could make in the future. Because you're right, Gerald, four or 5% differences could be anywhere in the ballpark of like two and a half to $7 million. And for trying to build a championship team, around you know one or two guys taking up 35 percent of your cap uh the difference between getting a really good player and uh you know a a a subpar could be that two and a half four and a half million difference and then all of a sudden you're trying to uh dig yourself out of another hole well again we're gonna see what kind of hole the lakers have dug themselves into or have they dug themselves into a gold mine when it comes to Anthony Davis and his extension right there? Sean, you sounded perfect, by the way, so thank you so much for the adjustment on that. Joe, I want to go ahead and touch on something that Luca was talking about on for your yesterday's podcast, the one that you missed. Uh, she said about AD at the four, because obviously there was probably been some discussions on AD eventually wanting to go back to the four, but as we saw with the statistics that bear out, it looks like there's less and less opportunity for him to play the four. And with LeBron there having to play the four, it looks like that's going to be even less of a possibility. Luca says, well, you finally d- uh, desisted on AD at the four. Reality is finally winning. Agree 100% on Sean. And yes, I know that the host, yeah, that's me. I have a name. My name's Gerald. Needs to explore every possibility and lead the discussion. But Joe's point of view in the last week's was completely opposite to what the management has done with the new players and contracts. The Lakers have now have lots of potential. LeBron needs to play the four, which is true. We've said that. They have threes. They don't have a perfect three, Luca, but they have threes. A couple of guys can play for small minutes at the five. Well, that's where we get into a little bit of trouble, unless Jackson Hayes blows up. There's no space, no minutes here for other major centers. We're talking about an unlikely scenario, but some of us look so sure about that in our opinion seem to be the weirdest. Mm-hmm. I obviously agree with Joe and you at all on one point. AD needs to rest, but that doesn't mean playing the four means playing less minutes. Mm-hmm. That team seems to be good enough to win games in the regular season with a JH or TT at five to me. 
And that should be the goal as well as benching AD in the fourth when possible. P.S. Next point you will all be desisting is LeBron and what's in the tank. You'll see. We need other guys to step up when it's playoff time, but that's another story. Your thoughts on that, my friend. When we discuss position, we're discussing offense. We're not discussing defense. We know LeBron, when he's playing a point forward position, isn't guarding point guards. And the assessment on AD's performance based off of whether he's playing as a five or a four is putting the putting the offense in its most important position and defense as well. That's the one guy that's playing both. With position you put him in, he's playing both. You want him to be playing against power forwards, not bigs. Uh, and, of course, the way offenses are designed now is to open the lane. Open the lane in all offenses. There is no such thing as drop the ball into the post, wait, move, and then go try to get the rebound or find an open man. Those days are gone, just like the value of a running back in football. Some people don't understand that. Sorry, it's over, guys. So now how does that pertain to the Lakers? Well, we're a two-star man. We're a two-star team. And we're getting crap for that now, too. When I say we as in the Lakers club, that is this going to work? Why is it not going to work? Well, because we had more of a defensive mindset in 2020. You had not only a defensive mindset, but you also had guys that could hit timely shots. Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Alex Caruso, and then the two bigs you had kind of were one were one big that you can use in certain matchups, which was great. And that allowed AD to kind of do what he needed to do and, and, and preserve them. And obviously we can, we can never really know how that would have turned out because we, we had a break in season, although we were well into March, you know, I mean, it was AD going to get hurt the last three and a half weeks. Maybe, maybe not. I don't, know. but we're going to go back and forth on this and we're going to quickly realize what the results have been the last two seasons. However, there is a point in that our teams were different. Okay, we had to deal with a malcontent for 18 months that derailed really the last two seasons. So I'm going to sit back and I'm going to wait to see how this develops because we have a clean slate now. There's no more excuses from anyone other than play. Now you guys need to play. Maybe AD has some excuse because he's still not playing the position he wants, but I still think the Lakers are going to get a center before the season starts or at least acquire one during the year so that he does end up playing the position he should be playing. Again, it is the Lakers fast break. It's an emergency. Woo, woo, woo. Because Anthony Davis just agreed to a three-year extension, taking his time with the Lakers, theoretically on paper, for five years and reportedly uh, up to, based on the salary cap, $186 million. So, Sean... We see the numbers. Basically, it tells me that the Lakers better start going ahead and making sure that they have a team in place that can compete for the title over the next five seasons because Anthony Davis is now, I guess, outside of maybe a trade, but I don't know if that's going to really work out with $60 million plus or $50 or $60 million on the back end of years of his contract. 
they're really going to have to do what they can to go ahead and win sooner rather than later. Absolutely, Gerald. And I'm, I'm sure it starts uh, with some uh, plotting today because uh, a friend of mine just texted me and said he spotted Rich Paul and LeBron James in Toronto. I guess they're here for uh, Carabana. So uh, obviously they're they're enjoying the really summer. yes yeah yes so uh, no no sign of Anthony Davis I'm sure he's either in L A or in Chicago so, so what's he doing what's you know that's one thing that I think we need to start he likes Toronto he visits Toronto every but summer what, what's what's Anthony Davis doing right now is he sitting at his pool going. Like we you never see that's that. That's really interesting. I don't see. Yeah, the, uh, that's I don't what see I would like to see. Guy with him, I don't see a pool in his. I, I don't see him by the pool. Well, we, there, we no, wait. To... Hear that sound? Wait, wait. There's a sound. It's, I think it's the backing up of the Brinks truck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's already had that though. What I want to know is how is he feel now? I bet he feels like a, like a... is he sitting with his wife going, man, we're done. We never have to worry about anything ever again. And then his wife would be like, well, we were already there anyways. Like what, how much is more money? What does it do to you? That's kind of the, the intriguing Well, you know something, part. Joe? I mean, this, this is, you know, this obviously that kind of wealth is uh, unimaginable to uh, the rest of us. But um, not, uh, not yet. Touche. Not close. Touche. But that word, um, generational wealth, that's something you really don't think about when you but when you sign a contract extension that says 186 million dollars i mean your kids and your grandkids don't have to worry about a whole lot that's for sure he's going to be a very uh, successful individual when all is said and done as far as on the financial end we'll see if it comes to but i have my concerns obviously someone who has the track history of the recent years that he's been with the Lakers, Joe, do you think at any, okay, let's go ahead and play a numbers game. Yes or no. Do you think in any time in the next five seasons that he's under contract for, do you, he, that he will play 65 or more games to qualify for some of those, you know, great end of the year awards. Do you think any one of those years he will? Yes or no. He doesn't seem to care about awards. So I'd say no. I'd say you'd, you're going to see him play 60 to 65 games because that's what most of these guys are playing anyways. And their retort to that will be, well, do you want me to play 82 games and have a career that lasts 13 years? Or do you want me to have a career that lasts 18 years and I'll play 60 to 65 games? That is what's going on in the NBA. That's, that's the rationale now in the NBA. Do you want us to keep playing? Or do you want us to go all out and and have a short career i have an answer for that i'd rather you play 82 and play 13 years why go ahead and look at michael jordan's career from 1984 to 1998 yeah let's you have a skill set when you have a skill set like anthony davis if he's playing 82 games a year he's winning two three maybe four championships and a couple mvps i'd rather have greatness than media and then above mediocrity for a long period of time. Just saying. And maybe that's easy for us to say because we're Laker fans. Maybe if you're Milwaukee, you don't have that kind of player ever, right? And you want to want them there as long as you can. No, 
it wouldn't matter whether if I was a Pelicans fan or a Lakers fan. I, I want greatness. Greatness is yeah. what matters. Kurt, Kurt, that's that's a great point you bring up about Ron Artest, but he never actually worked for Best Buy. The Chicago Bulls wouldn't allow him to do that. He filled out the application, and they were going to call him for for an interview. But then somebody from Best Buy called the Chicago Bulls and said, hey, your draft pick is over here applying for a job. You may want to talk to him about that. That's, that's an actual test. real story, though. That is Ron Artest. Oh, yeah. That that's that nobody yes, here is disbelieving. That. that might have been a Jerry Reinsdorf call. I don't think it would have been Krause, Jerry Krause. Jerry Krause, the Jerry's. Jerry, your guy's over here applying for Best Buy. What are you doing? Oh, my God. Or maybe they called him to get a reference. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's doing what <laughs> once again it is the lakers fast break it is joe sorrow and also magic man chong rice and me gerald glassford thanks so much for watching listening truly appreciated so sean we now have a guy that's really on the hook for a lot of money we thought we had all these bargain deals for the lakers or all these tradable contracts let's put it that way Tradable contracts the Lakers have. They have a lot. Now, when it comes to Anthony Davis, if this gets ugly on the back end, how hard do you think it would be to go ahead and get rid of the contract or trade him if this gets ugly on the back end of his deal? Which is a very good possibility that can happen. Mr. Gerald Glassford, our pod father. Yes, that's true. On the back end, those... Those last two and a half years, that those look a little, a little tenuous, a little, a little iffy. You're not sure, right? So I think it would be very difficult, Gerald. Um, I think it would be, but the plus, the plus side on that is, um, even if he is at a you know an advanced age for a big, say, thirty four, maybe he's turning thirty five. Um, that 66, you know, it, it's, it's really bad. It is something It's so bad. It actually broke up his internet. So Joe, when it comes to what you're seeing with this, I mean, again, you're seeing a situation where it's not quite as the same as Damian Lillard's because Damian Lillard, yes, he does have a $60 million year coming up here in the not too distant future, but he still is coming off the best season of his career. And I still think he can give you more, as you said and indicated, his game will age well. Will Anthony Davis's game age well enough to be a, a a decent value contract in the later years of this extension? Bigs are a little bit better preserved because they don't have to control the ball and continue to be aggressive to the hoop and things like that. But AD doesn't have the body to probably BAD when he hits 33, 34. Mm -hmm. I'd say the last couple of years are going to be hard unless you have a mega star. I'm talking number one player in the league in LA with him being the second guy. And then there's like a third guy that's really, really good or even with him in skill set. Does it concern you though, that these teams like the Lakers and Celtics, uh, you know, and some others over the course of the next few years, We'll be signing these number two guys. Essentially, AD is still number two guy. He has to take over at number one at some point. I think it's for the long-term benefit of the Lakers, but he hasn't as of yet. 
Are you concerned that these number two guys are getting these max deals as well? There's no choice. You have no choice at this point with this market. If you lose AD, if you tell AD right now, AD, we're not going to extend you. We're going to let you play out the last two years. You're probably not going to. The question is, are you going to get the full effort from AD? You can't risk that right now. Mm -hmm. Championships are what's going to solidify this contract, at least one more. If they win this year, or let's say the following year, uh, in LeBron's last year, or at least scheduled last year, the money doesn't. The money was was well played. So you you go back and you look at the the window. You go, all right. We paid Anthony Davis three hundred million dollars from two thousand twenty to 2028 and we won two championships it, it it sounds better that way you have eight eight years with the guy or nine seasons and he won you two championships and you paid him 300 million and you made money because he's a marquee name and that plays a factor in that too i think the lakers take that i think the lakers at the end take that well i think it's the same old deal if the lakers get a championship in the next couple of years you know, it is what it is in the last three if he does decline at a rapid rate. Uh, Reggae Joe says, why did you guys sign that bum? I guess right now, uh, Reggae, you could just basically say it's just to keep competitive. You know, it was, the Lakers really didn't have a choice. The Lakers really didn't have a choice or else they would have gotten, like Joe said, someone that may have not given you his best effort in the final two seasons. It could have gotten ugly like it did in New Orleans because it got ugly in New Orleans before he left, Joe. That's very, that's a great point. Well, he, he got he got irritated with New Orleans because he just wasn't gonna. It's just not an area to to win. You're not winning in New Orleans. They can't get. They don't know how to run a, a an NBA team over there. Whether they have Brandon Ingram, whether they have a Zion Williamson, it doesn't matter. Anthony Davis. They've had every chance to have league shifting players and still haven't been able to win because they don't know how to operate a basketball team and no one wants to go there and that's that's really what that is and most most teams are not run well minnesota does isn't run well charlotte hasn't been run well washington wizards haven't been run well you can call it the uh the market uh problem but washington is a big market why haven't they been able to do anything the knicks haven't won anything in 50 years why, why can't they get it right? It's it, big market, middle, little market doesn't matter. It just, no one wants to play for a dysfunctional, dysfunctionally run team. And when I say dysfunction, I don't mean you have a Jim Ursay who's falling asleep at the wheel type owner, like, you know, crazy stuff like that. I'm, you know, I don't sense any, I think the Benson family owns the, New England Pelicans, they've shown very good skills in terms of building football team, but they haven't been able to do it with the with the football with the basketball team, even with with stars. See, and that's the difference, guys. The difference between a team that doesn't get players versus the team that does get the players and still not win. There's a difference. Uh, Charlotte, I picked on Charlotte just a moment ago, but they've never really gotten a superstar. They've always never had the luck of getting the first pick. 
and getting the guy. They've been short on almost all of it. They were short 92 when they missed out on Shaq. They were short on even to some degree. Well, although Lamelo's probably better pick anyways in that draft. Now the way that things are kind of progressing. But even then, it's like they've never been able to get that that MVP type, league shifting type player. Yeah. The Lakers are just the Lakers are playing more than just winning right now. They're playing a lot of things. They're playing an image. They're playing a culture. They're playing a history. They're playing to make people happy, not just the player they're signing, but the people around them, i.e. LeBron, i.e. their agency, so that when things come up, they have access to their players should they be game change type players. So there's a business side, if you want to look, if you want to use one word, it's a business decision that comes in different forms. And looking at it from that perspective, they're winning 100% in the deal. Where they lose is if AD only plays 50 games every year between now and 2028, because that means the Lakers are likely not winning championships. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Hey, Lakers fans. Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. But again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice and Joe Soro. Magic Man looks like he's having some issues this time, Joe. It was you yesterday having the internet issues. It is him now. I'm I'm probably next. We'll see what happens here. Well, my my issue wasn't so much an issue of connection. It was an outage. Stuff broke in the neighborhood. And we had no internet from midnight. I'm sorry, noon till midnight yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I could have drove somewhere and got on the phone because my my 5G network here is absolutely dog doo-doo. I need to figure out a way to get another cell service. But Sean, I ask you this, my friend, as we're going to go ahead and close it on out, because we're coming back in a little less than three hours to go ahead and talk to Stephen Bigel about the Philadelphia 76ers as we preview our start of our NBA team previews. Your final thoughts, my friend. Again, will this contract be worth it for the Lakers? This extension seemingly, like Joe said, is something the Lakers had to do, had to offer for many reasons, well, not just for him, not just for the organization, but also to go ahead and showcase out at the NBA that they do go ahead and take care of their top players, which is always a big thing that you have to go ahead and make sure you do in order to attract more free agents, which is something we're eyeing down the road after LeBron retires. Your thoughts, my friend, on finally having the final note on whether or not this is going to be a good deal for this extension. Yeah, I, well, ulti- ultimately, this is a great deal for Anthony Davis, Gerald. Uh, Absolutely. Gu- gu- guaranteed 
186 million. He's he's yeah. He doesn't get the 300 million dollar extension, but oh, poor guy. He only gets 186. Just uh, what's he gonna do? I I, and we might have to buy him lunch. (laughs) Yes. Now I understand what I understand the conventional wisdom out there, Gerald, by other uh, pundits and uh, other fans that would say, well, you know, he he could have had a monster season this year. And took took it all the way to free agency, but as as Joe as uh, astutely pointed out, you could you could hurt your knee, you could have a serious Achilles injury, and then all of a sudden that one eighty six that you thought you were definitely gonna get, it's gone, it's gone. Uh, so he decided to take the sure thing. I I mean. If you were in Anthony Davis's shoes, Gerald, I think you would have as well. I would have. Joe would have. You take the guaranteed money in front of you, and you're you're laughing all the way to the bank. The Lakers, Gerald, I think if you get one more championship, one more, then this is a good deal, regardless regardless of how it ends. The AD trade has already paid off for us in a championship. And then just the icing, as Joe explained the other day on the cake, has been extra icing. And then like a cherry on top with some nuts added on there with all the extra stuff that we've got on. The fact that we, we didn't have to go ahead and swap picks. The fact that we actually got that pick that we lost in the draft, you know, at still back, a very yeah. young age. Yes, back. So that's, uh, again, that's so looking this- at the ledger, it's not, it, it, it looks, Pretty damn good, actually. Yes, it yeah. looks pretty damn good as well. Uh, let's hope this deal pays dividends. But last thing I want to go ahead and touch on, Joe, is what Luca's comments are. He says, are out there players who you could clearly call a winner? I don't see many winners out there who deserve the max more than AD. Your thoughts on that, my friend, before we head on out. It's just the number of games. I think what concerns me is the overall health and number of games. Because but that's, I know that's he- everyone. Kawhi and MPG will be they've singled back out. Attention. They've singled out AD because AD has a skill set that none of those guys have. Not Kawhi Leonard, not Paul George, not in a lot of ways even Giannis. It's this guy has a skill set that very few people in the history of the NBA have ever had. Just imagine KG, KG with maybe a little bit better defensive prowess and in 2020 was able to hit three pointers for game winners like that, 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 that next level on that AD should have been better than KG. He should have been a better version of KG. He's not. And it's likely he won't ever be, but he's done enough to have a hall of fame career, be a champion, uh, if he's going to start doing it, he's going to have to start doing it right now. He's going to have to start doing it this year. I highly recommend he plays 70 to 75 games and goes after the MVP. That's that's what I'm telling him if I'm management or his, his agent or whomever is training him. This is your year. This is it right here. This is as it right I, here. And as I told DeLuca, I said, you know, because he did, wouldn't give any max money to anybody out there as far as players are concerned based, but I just told him, you know, it's the way the marketplace has already. Set well, the up. max number is uh, the reason why I took a second for me to register it. If you're asking me who else deserves it, there's very few people that actually should get that money. When you look at it analytically, when you look at it on paper, because I'm looking for 
when LeBron was in his prime, when uh, Steph is somewhat still in his prime, like you give that money to that guy because LeBron is taking you to the finals. Steph is taking you to the finals year in and year out. Michael Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, those guys are year in and year out were taking their teams deep and to the finals. AD, at one year. All-time greats. AD, for one year, played to the level where he did take us to the finals. Yes, he also played a really good year. I believe it was in the 2017 in New Orleans, but that's it. And he had two awesome rounds here in this playoffs. He did. He did. But as far as AD's concerned, the the AD that that needs to show up, and I'll, I'll go back to – I'll actually go back to 17 and 18. In 17 and 18, he played 75 games in each of those seasons. He led the league in blocks in 2018. He was averaging 28 points a game. Shot 80% from the free throw line. You do that, AD, this year, and you probably win the MVP. We'll see what happens, but he is now a very set individual for the next five years. Reportedly, if everything hits, we'll be up to 180. A lot of ifs. We should just million. call the season what if. What if. There you go. Well, he... He's been an all-NBA defender four times in his career, Gerald. Mm-hmm. He's likely the most accomplished defensive player that the Lakers have had since Dwight Howard in 2012-2013. Even then, Dwight blew his back out, and he was never the same defensive player as he had been. So, so for why the- am I? Well, let's take the new. Let's take the new new guys that are coming onto the team, Sean. I've talked we when we did our profiles about how the defensive rating for each and every one of those guys was at or near the worst that it's ever been for them, and it's not even close in some cases. I'm not as concerned. Why am I not as concerned? Because if AD is healthy in the lineup, all those numbers go down. Mm-hmm. It's just that simple. Like you said, Sean and Joe, about how dynamic a defensive player he truly is. Can we mimic? Can we mimic 2020 with Gabe Vincent and Vando? Is going to be the question. If you're going to play AD the way you played him in 2020, where he was revol- a revolving door between the four and the five, he was playing more four because we started McGee, and then Howard would would would, would back him up off the bench, but then also there were games where Dwight didn't play for an entire series, and then there were series where McGee didn't play an entire series. So that means AD was the main five, main center. Those are the type that's that's what's probably going to work. Because what that also does is you're never going to be able to really adjust to the Lakers. You're not going to be able to go in you can try to, but you're like, well, are they going to set up AD? Are they going to have these two centers that are playing? How? Are we, what, what's the? I felt. I felt like this is probably why I don't understand why people didn't respect Frank Vogel's coaching in 2020, because if AD didn't get hurt in 2021, I believe we would have went back to back, and Frank Vogel would have been a back to back NBA champion championship coach. Is why doesn't and why didn't anybody recognize that 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 setup where he kept things kind of fluid? Why didn't he get enough credit for doing that? Because that played a huge part in teams not being able to adjust 
to the changes when the, the Lakers made those changes. They just couldn't. Are you dealing with AD at the five? Are you dealing with McGee, who's got length? Are you dealing with Dwight Howard, who's D'ing up somebody like Jokic, and Jokic can't get any movement and is frustrated? I just It's a lot of stuff, guys, and it, it all – it all gets put together depending on that day, that week. What problems are they having? What problems are not a problem? And what problems used to be a problem? It's it's a very difficult, especially with the way the NBA is now, it's just not ever going to be what it was where you have the standard, this is what this is. Just like baseball, the the the, the Third baseman, the third baseman is a power hitting guy, and the shortstop is the small guy, and the second baseman is a small guy. And the face first, the, the first base guy is the 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 power hitter again, right? I mean that things are so fluid now in sports. It's it's because of analytics. It everything changes game in and game out, and you you need to be prepared for what what you need to what what you need to prepare for. And it's, it changes night in, night out. So we'll definitely see what happens. But Anthony Davis is now signed with the Los Angeles Lakers for the next five seasons at a reported $186 million. If all the parameters are hit in regards to the salary cap, way off from what uh, most of the analysts were talking about, the $167, million, $68 million that it was uh, thought to be he could sign. But yeah, it's actually $186 if all the parameters are hit and the salary cap does keep extending by 10% each and every year. So we'll see what happens if it actually is the case, but the the Brinks truck has been backed up. He's got the bag. He's going to go ahead and see what he can do with it now. And we'll see what happens indeed, but we don't have to worry about Anthony Davis leaving the Los Angeles Lakers anytime soon, because he's now here for the next five seasons or we'll see what happens indeed, but it is Joe sorrow magic man. Sean Grice still working out those internet issues. I hope he gets to them worked out because we're going to be back in three hours at 5 PM Pacific 8 PM Eastern for our start of our NBA team previews as Steven Bigel for the bird rights podcast. He's coming back to talk the Philadelphia 76ers. It was great to have him on before talking the CBA. I'd love to hear his thoughts on the, what's going on with Joella Embiid, James Harden, and also his thoughts on the L.A. Lakers as well. So for Joe Sorrell and Magic Man Sean Grice, thanks so much for watching listening on this emergency pod. Anthony Davis is a rich man. Well, he's even richer now with five-year extension coming up as far as the three years added on to the two he had already. So he's going to be here for the next five years. It's a three-year extension for him, $186 million total when it goes out the door. That's a lot of cash. That's a lot of bag. And we're happy for him and hopefully a parlay into some great seasons with us here at the Lakers. And of course, us talking about him constantly over the next five seasons right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.